0: POD Books with Anita S. J. Asmi, Not the End Chronicles. Chapter 19. Mary was upset when she heard from me about what happened. She pleaded with me to come back. I couldn't go as it was not practical for me to travel to work from there. The convenience of working from home was only for a month. In a week's time, I managed to find a rental apartment in the city. I went to Puneet's place without Mike to collect my things, not wanting to complicate things any further. I wasn't pleased to see Samantha too had shifted permanently out of the house. A strange kind of despair and emptiness I felt when I saw the desolate look in Puneet's eyes. He had lost Samantha and I couldn't say I had no role in it. My presence in his life was the primary cause of the rift in their relationship. Looking back, I wondered if I could have saved the relationship by sacrificing something, anything. Can I help you carry it to a place? He asked when I lined up all the boxes in the living room. No, I'll book a small... I began when he cut in. I understand if you don't want me to know where you are going to live. He said, It is not. I began again when he cut in angrily this time. Then what, Asni? I want to help. Will I have to beg for it? Puneet, please. I said, Oh, your pride, self-esteem. I am sorry if I hurt any of it. I know I have been stepping on it. Why stomping on it? I am sorry. He said sarcastically. I did not answer letting him vent out. Can we talk? I mean, if you have some time to spare?" He added after a thoughtful pause. I met his question with silence. Without Samantha between us, we had hardly ever talked. And this house without her or her things made me feel quite vulnerable and exposed. He kept pleading with his empty eyes, making me nervous and jittery. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to stay when I know you don't want to. He said, making me even more self-conscious. I was dreadfully afraid for him so much that I would have agreed to stay if he had asked. He looked like even a tiny little trigger was enough to push him over the edge. That was exactly why I was avoiding waiting any longer than was necessary. He did look a pitiable sight without Samantha and my staying would make it less likely for her to change her mind and come back. I had to go to leave that option for her to take. I was sure he was already regretting breaking up with her and if I stayed, he would have to live with that regret. He gave a soft laugh but I dared not ask why he was laughing. As if changing his mind about wanting to talk, he got up abruptly and began picking up my boxes. When he asked me my new address, I gave it a little hesitatingly. My hesitation was for his judging me harshly, thinking of me as an opportunist marrying him for this freedom that I finally had achieved. He read my wavering as something very different, though. I didn't mean to be snooping, but I only wanted to make sure of your safety. All I wanted to convey is that I am ashamed to even say it, but you may count on me if any time you need any help. I did not like the hollowed-out tone of his voice when he said this. I was feeling guilty for making him feel so low. Realizing he needed to help me to feel better, I let him take the lead in my shifting to the tiny apartment that I had rented. Thank you, I said, hesitatingly, stopping myself from saying more, not wanting to get into any deep conversation with him in his present state. Thank Mike for finally setting you free from this hopeless, impractical commitment from a forced marriage, he said. Puneet, He held his palm up to stop me and continued. I did some background check on Mike. He doesn't seem to be as bad as his reputation. Yet, be careful. I know you will. Anyway… Wish you all the best in life, Asmi, and sorry once again." He almost turned to the door of my tiny apartment that lay wide open from our getting the boxes through. Puneet, wait. I called out without a clue about what I was going to say to make him feel any better. He waited but did not turn his head. I should be sorry. It is because of me that Samantha and you, but I am sure she'll come back. Bye, is all he said while walking out already. That day and the next, I unpacked and settled down. On the third day, I reached office to take charge of a new team. The newness of my situation, personal and professional, was already wearing me out. When during lunch, Mike told me that Samantha had resigned long back and was serving the last day of her notice period. In shock, I covered my mouth with my palm and thought aloud, he didn't deserve this. You're bound to drown when you try and sail on two boats simultaneously. Asmi, it's not so tragic and you need not feel bad for him. Mike's night remark made me angry. Puneet did not seal on two boats. Mike, he was devoted to her. I shouted as loudly as our being in office allowed me. Hey, mind Don't ask me. Do you want people to forget I was once your boss? Not very long ago. He said without being serious. I'm sorry. I said embarrassed. Though I totally understand your anger, you devoted wife to a not at all devoted husband. He chuckled, asking for a swat on his arms from me. As a last-stitch attempt, I called up Puneet to ask him if I could speak to Samantha for him. Hello? I said. Yeah? He asked, sounding in a hurry. I'll call some other time. If you're busy? I said. Tell me, me I'm not busy. You get to know why you called. It must be important. He spoke very fast and then waited with a bated breath. It is… Uh, it was regarding Samantha. Can I help? I mean… Will it help if I talk to her? I asked. No, he said a little hurriedly. I want to try, please, Puneet. I want to tell her I am ready for a divorce. She need not take this extreme step, shifting to another town, I pleaded. No, Asmi, he said, and I couldn't read the right emotion in his tone. I'm sorry, Puneet, you might be thinking if I could tell my didi now why I didn't walk out of this marriage before things got out of hand. I said remembering each and every hurdle clearly whenever I thought of stepping down. Uncle's second daughter had eloped with a boy whose mother was a Jain but the father wasn't. This had delayed the marriage of their elder daughter. The news of my divorce would not have been taken lightly in such a situation. So I had to hang on. I'm not blaming you for anything, Asni. We would have fallen apart anyway. You being around was a test, a challenge to our bond. We failed the test. The fault is completely ours, not yours at all. She would never thank you for your efforts to let go. I don't want you to call her. As your husband, let me protect your honor. Please don't call her. Every insult she hurls at you bears on my conscience as me. Please don't. He said his tone quite respectful. Okay, but I'm sorry. I said. Just a throaty hmm of acknowledgement and he had disconnected the line. Asmi, not the end chronicles by Anita SJ. To be continued